Greetings, friends. I am Hazel Archer Ginsburg. The coffee today is good and strong, and here we are, ready to practice I Think Speech. Now, the theme that I woke up with to share today brought me this quote from Dr. Steiner. To meditate is to become a stage where the eternal and transitory meet so that our actions can become those of the eternal. I'll say it again. To meditate is to become a stage where the eternal and transitory meet so that our actions can become those of the eternal for which we are but mediators. We are the eyes and the hands of the primal spirit who sees and creates through us. Out of the spirit, then, let us create a better world. Right? Ah, always the perfect medicine from the good doctor. Yes. And a great way to work into this realm of meditation is to practice using what spiritual science calls our imaginative cognition, which is a treasure when it spins out scenarios that are aligned with our higher eye. Then it's an indispensable tool in creating a reality that brings in the flow of the universe. We have to remember that nothing manifests on the material plane unless it first exists as a mental picture. So we can form images of the tools we hope to wield in the world, honing our gifts by picturing ourselves working out of our highest potential, which then creates the conditions that make it possible. So that's the good news. All that potential is there. But for most of us, the imagination is as much a curse as it is a blessing we are just as likely to use it to conjure up premonitions that are at odds with our conscious values. Fearful fantasies pop up, right? Many disguising themselves as rational thoughts and even genuine intuitions. We get, we get fooled. They, they hijack our psychic energy and, and directing it to exhaust itself in, in dead-end deliberations. <sighs> and meanwhile, ill-suited longings are, all, you know, they're also lurking in our unconscious mind, impelling us to want things that aren't good for us. And anytime we surrender to their allure, our imagination is practicing a form of black magic. Think about it. These unsavory aspects of our imagination are what Zen Buddhists describe as the chatter of the monkey mind. <laughs> yeah, the monkey can be very clever, but also super annoying when we're trying to concentrate. And we often start associating our sense of self with this endless 
surge of slapdash distraction and, and fruitless fantasy. Can we tame the monkey? Then we can be here now to see what is actually needed. But whether our imagination is in service of our noble ideals or in the thrall of compulsive fears and inappropriate yearnings, there's one thing for sure. These thoughts can become self-fulfilling prophecies. Yikes. Then, of course, we also have to remember that many of our anxiety-driven visions of the future do not come to pass. The situations we expect to occur and the experiences we rehearse and dwell on, all the worry about the future, just zaps us and lames our will. It's downright self-destructive to keep infecting our imaginations with pictures of Loss and failure, doom and gloom, fear and loathing. The far more sensible approach is to anticipate blessings. Yeah. Can we use our imagination to anticipate blessings? <laughs> you know, there's, there's an old-fashioned word for this. It's called faith, right? It, you know, it's only corny if we're not first fired up with hope. So come on, let's, let's reclaim our faith so that we can use our imagination to not only anticipate blessings, but to call them in with our actions. That's, that's your homework for today. And um, so for our, our closing quote, let's, let's hear from St. Augustine, who says, learn to dance or else the angels in heaven will not know what to do with you. <laughs> Good advice. Okay, my friends, we'll see you on the dance floor of the imagination where grace guides us and harmony prevails. Peace.